Hi, I'm Charles. I'm Christine. And, and we, we eat stuff. Hi, everyone. This is the podcast, We Eat Stuff and Talk About Things. My name is Christine Guthrie, and I am one half of We Eat Stuff. Welcome. In this podcast, we are seeking out people in St. Louis related to food, cooking, drinking, and eating who we want to know more about. Our interview this week is with Matthew Rice, pastry chef from the Niche Food Group. You can find Matthew on Instagram at Matthew Sweet with one T in Matthew. This weekend, Matthew and the restaurant Pasteria have some big events going on. They're celebrating the five-year anniversary of Pasteria St. Louis and also celebrating the opening of the new Pasteria in Nashville, where Matthew is now living. We talked about how he's been very involved with the dessert and pastries for all the niche restaurants and how he really wants people to have fun baking and making desserts for themselves. After all, anything you make at home will be better than what you can buy at the store, right? Also, if you don't know, um, he has a little bit of a crush on Dolly Parton, because, you know, she's pretty cool. Thank you for listening, and this is Matthew Rice. Hi, Matthew. Hey, how are you? Hey, I'm well. How are you today? Good, good. Excellent. Uh, well, great to meet you. Nice to meet you guys. Thank you for coming over. Appreciate it. Thank you. Um, what are you going to do for us here? So you said bring a drink. Yes. And I don't drink alcohol, so I thought I would... Technically, this is a drink, but it's a little bit of a stretch because um, it's a dessert experience. Never. We're gonna, uh-uh. We're going to call it a drink. We're all about that. Cool. So uh, I'm super into this burnt toast gelato that I've been making. Oh, Ooh. hey, I've heard about that. Uh, so I brought some of that. Beautiful. And if you're trying to travel with ice cream this time of year, you got to do dry ice. Totally. That's, that's a must. So Totally. Got that. Um, so what I do is I take our gelato base and I just put uh, some really, really well-toasted bread mm-hmm. into the base and mm-hmm. let it soak for a little while. And then that gets uh, strained out. And it just leaves a really nice caramely flavor. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a big fan of it. Um, and so... Uh, what I thought we would do is we're going to kind of make like a PB&J kind of a thing. See. I like it. Mm. So we got a couple of scoops of the gelato. Mm. It survived the heat pretty well. Yeah. You have a fancy box, so that works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, I will also partake. I, I haven't had anything sweet yet today. Please so. do. Let's do it. Just not you, Waffles. Sorry. Mm-hmm. And then uh, this is just some delicious Fitz's grape pop mm-hmm. soda and ice cream together because of like the the stuff that's in ice cream or gelato. It just does something magical. Totally. Yeah. Straws. That's what I forgot. Oh, I can get some. 
Yeah. Oh yeah, we do have straws. A lot of people haven't heard of a purple cow. Have you heard of that? You know what I have. Uh, he buys them when we go to Ice's Plain and Fancy sometimes, okay. and they make uh, floats there. And yeah. But that was actually the first time I'd ever heard of it. Purple cows, right? Yes, purple cows. Yeah. I've, I've, I hadn't had one for in a while, or like it, it took me a while before I'd had one. Mm-hmm. I, I wasn't initially introduced to them, and uh, there you go. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Yellow. It's my color. All right. Uh, I just I just like everything about them and just kind of like a nostalgic kind of thing for me. <laughs> and then to complete the, the experience, oh this is like a homemade nutter butter cookie. So this is the wow. peanut butter part. All right. So we've got the bread, we've got the grape, and now we have the peanut butter. Beautiful. I like it. Oh, you like that? Think mm-hmm. so? <laughs> So right. I spent the early part of my career um, trying to find... Oh. Waffles. <laughs> Waffles found I guess, the, I guess it's okay. I don't know. It's just milk. Okay, yeah, okay. it's fine. <laughs> milk and cream. That'll be your reward for today. Okay. I spent the early part of my career trying to find cookie cutters um, that looked like peanut shapes. And this was, uh, oh, this was a long time ago, so this is before 3D printing was uh-huh. a thing. So there weren't places you could order like any cookie cutter you wanted yeah online but now you can thanks to 3d printing i recently got a tiny little unicorn that's perfect you nice. have to be careful because they're really fragile when mm. they're 3d printed yeah but, mm. um so early part of my career i took things like bikini tops because you mm. can you can find a bikini top cookie cutter, yeah. but you can't find a peanut. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why that is, but um, priorities. So, yeah, I don't know. So it took a bikini top cutter, and I like kind of stretched it out, and hmm. that kind of made like a peanut shape. Yeah. Cool. And then I lost that one, and then like I found that a number eight worked. <laughs> but today I was like, oh, what if I just took two little mounds of dough and hmm. smushed them together and let them do their thing? And I think. That's the winner. And Voila. Peanut. No cutters necessary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. These are ready to go? Yep. Perfect. Right. Cheers. 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 Thanks for coming over. Yeah, thank you. So oh, as we are thanks. sipping on these lovely concoctions, Matthew, can you tell us who are you? So I'm a pastry chef. Um, I work for the Niche Food Group here in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been a pastry chef for a long time now. I think my first pastry chef job was in 2002. Wow. So it's been a little while. Yeah. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, I don't know, I've had quite a few jobs. Um, and I worked for Gerard before when he first opened these. So uh, that's how I ended up back here. So if, in case you're, you don't know my whole career path. So I moved here with Gerard to help him open Niche in 2005. Wow. Oh, wow. Okay. So I was with him for the first uh, four years of Niche. Mm-hmm. And then I just I had this Chicago itch. Hmm. Since I moved to St. Louis, that I just could not get rid of it. Mm-hmm. So uh, four years in, five years in, I ended up moving to Chicago. Um, in my mind, I moved there wanting to be Stephanie Eisler's pastry chef. So uh, that was the job I wanted. I got mm-hmm. there. That job wasn't available, so I took another job at a place called Nightwood, which was like 
super local, farm to table, same kind of food mm-hmm. I was used to doing. So mm-hmm. I had that job a little over a year, and I wasn't completely ready to leave. And then the pastry chef job at Girl and the Goat opened up. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, you know, that's what you came here for, so you should do it. Mm-hmm. So I did that, and I was with her for about three years. And had some really good experiences there, but still just didn't, didn't really get the exposure I was looking to, Mm -hmm. to get. Um, So I thought I would, uh, would leave there. And then I took the pastry position at Publican. Mm -hmm. Mm. Um, And I hadn't been there very long at all before it was announced that uh, Gerard was doing a, a pastoria in Nashville. And at this point, this is when a lot of buzz is building around Nashville. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually from Asheville, North Carolina. So mm-hmm. super close to home. And I'm mm-hmm. thinking, you know, we had always talked over the years since I left about doing something together again. And I've done uh, consulting. I did consulting on the original uh, Pasteria mm-hmm. back mm-hmm. in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, I was, wasn't totally ready to leave Chicago but you know I just took a leap for it and decided to to finish up there and then uh, I headed here mm-hmm. and this was last July so this was a year ago then Pastoria in Nashville was supposed to open like September of last year and <clears throat> there's been some delays so I've been here a full year and I've just uh, kept myself busy mm-hmm helping out uh, doing dessert things for the whole restaurant group Mm -hmm. nice well i think uh we first became aware of you or knew who you were because we found you on instagram so many things that's a good place to to find people yeah (laughs) it is um and you take really beautiful photos you make really beautiful things oh thank you uh do you take all your photos i do you do if there's an um there's a few photos that i haven't taken myself um if i haven't taken them you'll see like a a credit for Mm -hmm. somebody else Mm -hmm. like every once in a while i'll do a photo shoot with a friend Mm -hmm. and then you know you will like collaborate on a on a project or something and Mm -hmm. um i'll use one of their photos but always credit them Mm -hmm. so people know that i didn't take the photo but uh unless you see one of those it's always a photo I've taken Mm -hmm. nice um for those who may not have seen your Instagram feed can you tell people what what inspires you or what what do you like to think of when you create your photos I think the first word that comes to mind when I try to do um my photos is chaos and then (laughs) another word that comes to mind is um probably unexpected Mm -hmm. so I try to to use those words when I think about um, the photos I want to do, keep those things in mind, um, and then just make it as colorful as I can. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, there, there's no rules. Like, people have told me that I follow all the rules of, like, photography and, like, how, you know, your subject should take up, like, thirds or something, and I'm like... Mm-hmm. Huh. Well, I didn't know about that, but <laughs> yeah. that's cool that yeah. I do that. Yeah. Or if I had to re-angle a lot yeah. of times. Yeah. But, um, I mean, my photos, are, I've just figured out 
what is aesthetically pleasing to me. Mm-hmm. Like, I never like something, like, dead-on centered. I'll never, like, mm-hmm. for the most part, I want, like, decorated cake all the way around. It's just, like, on, like, one spot or one side, because that's just the way I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, that principle applies to my photos. Like, like maybe you'll just see one corner of a cake or a half of a cake or... Mm-hmm whatever part I like best Mm -hmm. and then I just try to keep it colorful um and then a lot of times I think I love cookies and things but a lot of times a broken cookie or a cookie with a bite taken out of it to me is more visually appealing than than a whole cookie Mm -hmm. Uh, I think there's perfection in the imperfections Mm. and also by taking photos of imperfect things I think a lot of times it's encouraging for people that do things at home, then mm-hmm. it's like, you don't have to be perfect because nobody is. And like, I don't set out for anything I photograph to be perfect. So I like it. Have you always been a sort of uh, artsy creative person? I think so. Yeah. Um, I always loved art when I was a kid and wanted to do something creative. Do you have um, formal training in pastry? Um, not in just pastry. I went to culinary school right out of high school. Mm-hmm. So like by the time I was a sophomore in high school, I pretty much knew I wanted to go to culinary school. So I went to high school a really long time ago. Um, and this was before there was any kind of like culinary classes. Um, this was back when schools still only had like home economics. Yep. So um, I found sanctuary I guess in like those classes because that was like my safe space Mm -hmm. so I could go there and I could I could cook part of the time and the other part of the time I could like you know make sweatshirts because we had like the sewing lab on the other side (laughs) so I could do all those things and um that was just a a safe space in Mm -hmm. a high school that wasn't so kind all the time so for sure so that was where I learned well, actually, I knew how to cook before then, but that, that was, I guess my high school home economics teacher was like, you should go to culinary school. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay. And then I like looked into it and decided that's what I wanted to do. But I cooked at home and baked with my mother before that even. Mm-hmm. So Cool. Do you, did your family cook a lot or did they teach you how to do a lot of those things or did, were you self-taught? Um, I've learned a lot on my own. My mother was a really good baker, mm-hmm. and all the women in her family um, made delicious southern desserts, southern mm-hmm. cakes. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to brag that we made red velvet cake before it was cool, before <laughs> it was a bakery staple. Yeah. That was mm-hmm. something that that I grew up having, and mm-hmm. there's still no, there's not a red velvet cake out there that I have that is as good as the one that my mom and my aunts made mm-hmm. and that's still the recipe I make now but. yeah so um I pull a lot from from those memories and and those recipes I those have worked their their mm-hmm. way into my repertoire as well nice. um but yeah so I I taught myself a lot of things but I think um I had a good foundation mm-hmm even before I went to culinary school. So the reason I went to culinary school was because um, I knew that if I went to culinary school, I would get 
culinary and pastry training, but I was a kid. I didn't realize how little culinary training I would get. And it turned out to just be like 18 days over Mm. two years. Mm. So that wasn't nearly enough. So Mm. luckily I took um, a job not too long after I was out of culinary school where I got to learn a lot of pastry things. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I had a chef that introduced me to a lot of dessert books. So I would study those. And eventually I would uh, take short trips to New York when I would have time um, and stay in gross hostels and hang out <laughs> in a couple of kitchens for for a day or two mm-hmm. uh, just to see what it was like. I always thought I wanted to go to New York until I went to New York and hung out in those kitchens <laughs> and yep. decided that that wasn't for me, but mm-hmm. Chicago was way different than mm-hmm. the New York experience, but it was cool to get to see that kind of stuff early on, but I, I knew that New York wasn't the, the city for for me to do pastry. But yeah, yeah that was, it was uh, a good way to, to get to see kitchens and hmm. and learn stuff early on. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. Where'd you uh, meet Gerard Kraft then? So Gerard and I met, uh, it was probably 2003 or 2004. Hmm. He was a line cook and I was... Uh, pastry chef this was my you can't even really use the phrase pastry chef because it was like my first job where somebody had given me the title pastry chef I didn't know what I was doing Um, we worked together at this restaurant in Salt Lake City called the Metropolitan Mm -hmm. and at the time it was like the best restaurant in the city Um, it's since uh, closed but um, he was a line cook and I did pastry. He would, uh, I didn't know him that well at first. And then I, then he, uh, so like the way the kitchen was set up, uh, it was a hotline. And then if you went around to the back, there was like the pastry station. So the pastry station was on the way to the walk-in. And if you worked on the hotline, you would like have to go onto the pastry station to get things from the walk-in. Mm-hmm. But the line would be so hot he figured out that he could stop off at the freezer where I kept the ice creams, get spoonfuls of sorbet, and then make his way to the walk-in. So that was the way we first hmm. bonded. Mm-hmm. He really liked the sorbets that I mm-hmm. made. Um, and so then he decided he was going to move here to open niche. Mm-hmm. And I told him I would come up with some recipes for him uh, that they could, you know, that he and at the time his wife was gonna she was gonna do the desserts mm-hmm. and niche was gonna be like this super tiny small little restaurant so i was like you know i'll come up with some recipes for you that you and Susie can do and um we'll find a place that'll make ice cream for you and you know you guys will be in good hands and mm. so then i came out here to just show them these desserts that they were gonna do you know it was a really good experience I think I went back to Salt Lake City and then I came back one more time like right before they were going to open and by that time Gerard was just kind of nervous about it and and he asked he kind of like asked me if I would just stay mm-hmm. and so I, was, I thought about it and I was like well 
I don't really like the place I'm at in Salt Lake City. I don't have anything really keeping me there. Like, what would be the harm in just staying in St. Louis Mm -hmm. and being here for the start of something new that was really exciting? So I did. I was supposed to fly back, like, the next day, and I just, I didn't fly back. Um, I stayed here, and... We opened the restaurant. I think I stayed here for like probably the first month that Niche was open. And then I think I went back and like packed up my apartment and like got here permanently. But mm-hmm. that's how that happened. Yeah. That's how we met. And that's how I, I got to to be in St. Louis originally. Cool. Cool. Was that his first job as well? Or one of his? No, he had worked at a, a few other places. Okay. He had been he had been to L.A. and worked in kitchens out okay. there, and um, I think I'm pretty sure he had worked in in D.C. and he had worked in Salt Lake as well mm-hmm. when he took that job. Mm-hmm. And so now you've known him 15 years yeah. or so, and mm-hmm. are you're going to Nashville to help open Pasteria now? Yeah, excellent. Cool. Uh, and so you're leaving soon. You, yeah. you anticipate? Yeah, I think. Um, I may have like another month mm-hmm. left in St. Louis mm-hmm. for now. We'll see what happens, but uh, tentatively I'll be leaving here and we'll be doing some fun stuff with dessert down there. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When is the anticipated opening date? Do you know yet? Um, early September, early okay. to middle September. Cool. So. Very good. Is <clears throat> the promise going to be pretty much exactly the same here or you guys have different twists for different city? You know, I think um, I think at the core it'll be the same, and then I think there'll be some differences. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my style of dessert will will come through more in the in the pastry than mm. than the way it was with the former pastry chef mm-hmm. at Pasteria here. Mm-hmm. Um, there'll still be really good gelato and be like an Italian influence, but. Um, I'd like to see, for pastry, I'd like to see a little bit of a, a southern influence just because mm. of where in the country mm-hmm. Nashville is. Mm. And being from the south, that's the, it's the first job I'll have in the south since like 2001 or 2002. Mm-hmm. Wow. So I think it would be cool to throw in a southern twist here and there, mm-hmm. but keep it Italian too. Um, so I guess we'll just see what happens. Yeah. Hmm. Cool. How would you describe your uh, style or approach to the pastry has changed over the years? I think probably in the beginning I tried to make my stuff match what I saw in other restaurants and what I saw on other menus. And over the years I've just made it a lot more rustic and a lot more relaxed and a lot more familiar. And I just work off of like memories and I work off of you know things I had in the past and things that are familiar that's pretty much how I make desserts now um I definitely want it to be familiar there has to be like lots of crunchy elements to it Mm. um and I don't know it just has to be something that people really want to eat it's something that you see and you're like Oh, I want to eat that. Not something that you're like, 
oh well that's pretty you know <laughs> yeah we've uh we, we never know quite what we do with some of the deconstructed desserts yeah and i don't like... do precious i do like <laughs> this is like i want to eat that you yeah. know sure, yeah, yeah. i mean it's something that can be really good too it's just sometimes it's like it's uh, more of a piece of, of artwork and just like I, yeah well i like to hang it on my wall yeah but, you know like uh I've had some really good, uh, one dish was like lemon curd with blueberries all scattered throughout and little citadels of cream pops. I was like, that's, that's really pretty. Yeah. It's it good, actually. It was actually very good, but still, just like, you know. I actually, like, uh, Juniper has really good desserts, like, good, a, lot, a lot of everything. Mm-hmm. But what would you describe as, like, some, like, southern, like, pastries or desserts? Um, I think definitely the first thing that comes to mind for me is, like, um, a cobbler, mm-hmm. which you can do tiny little alterations and then a cobbler isn't southern anymore but like that's mm. something that i grew up on that i consider to be super southern uh, mm. cobblers and and buckles i've mm. always had buckles on my menus um what else is southern things like puddings and pies mm. for me are southern you know a lot of southern things i feel like are like one note or one texture mm-hmm. so that's where the crunchy elements for me come in mm. and like introducing new new textures mm. to something that may have just been one one consistency like something like banana pudding for example mm. like mm-hmm. i love banana pudding yeah but <clears throat> i wouldn't just do that as a dessert on its own because it's just so mushy yep mm. so it needs other things yeah mm. but if you made like um like a toasted vanilla meringue and did that mm. as a garnish and then mixed in uh added like a like a banana cookie crunch mm. and then still had all the other elements of the mm. banana pudding you still have the banana pudding but then you have extra garnishes and flavors and textures and mm. Mm. so that's that's how i approach things i think cool, cool. Yeah. have you created anything in in the past couple years for niche food group or like either the audience or the people working there look at it and say, oh yeah, that's a Matthew dessert. Um, well, I think lately the, all the things I've been doing for Taste Bar uh, have started to have like, they definitely have my look to them because I've, mm-hmm. actually I didn't start doing it until I got back here, but um, I've worked on this recipe until I figured it out and got it just right for <clears throat> like this like crunchy element for desserts that's like super crunchy that I can do in like any flavor that gets sprinkled over things Mm -hmm. like do you remember the uh, strawberry shortcake bars yes Mm -hmm. ice cream bars ice cream bars with like the pink and white yep so I love that concept of like the pink and white cake or like cookie crumbs mixed together Mm -hmm. so that's the first one I started doing um and so it was originally it was like strawberry cookie and and vanilla cookies mixed together and i figured out a way to get them like super super crunchy and super flavorful and then i figured out that i could do that with like almost any two flavors Mm -hmm. so then i think after that i did i've done a chocolate one um i did a coffee one that was really good and now i do like a blueberry and corn one it's mm-hmm. blueberry cookie and corn cookie crunch mixed nice. together mm-hmm. i think you see in those people see those right now and they think that i did those mm-hmm. um 
can't think of anything else that people see and they well anytime that anybody would make Toll House Pie in the niche food group mm -hmm. uh, whether I worked here or not people thought that was me just yeah. because that was mm. something I always did when I worked here yeah mm. I know we were at Taste uh, earlier this year and we had a pie those actually yes the grapefruit uh, pie I was just talking about that, that earlier was delicious you know, the coffee uh, chocolate crumbles on yeah. it yeah. yeah, that was delicious. I love, that's a that's a good one. I'll definitely bring that back other places. Yeah. Cool. Mm -hmm. Really unique. Yeah, well, you can make like a Negroni pie or something like that. Yeah, we did, um, we have a, uh, I've been working on like alcohol sorbets for a taste. We have like a, an Aperol spritz inspired mm. sorbet right now. Mm. Um, and we did a Fernet mint chip mm. Ooh, wow. ice cream there. Neat. Wow. So once you figure out how to make alcohol and, you know, a frozen temperature play nicely together, mm -hmm. you can do things like that. But yeah, like the, uh, what are the flavors of a Negroni? Is, is it? It's uh, Campari and like gin. Okay. And like, yeah. uh, there's something else in it too. Is it vermouth? Uh, maybe. Just something citrusy. I don't know why I'm blanking right now, like, mm -hmm. but um, what did you put? Yeah, I think it's vermouth. So you know, Boulevardier is whiskey, Campari, yeah. I think vermouth as yeah. well. Yeah, something like that. Mm. Yeah. I just know it's like orange. When yes. You see it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yep. Um, Matthew, do you have any interests or hobbies that no one would ever suspect about you? Oh gosh. <laughs> any interests or hobbies? I don't know. I think I'm pretty predictable. Mm -hmm. Um, that's a tough one. I may have to think about yeah, that. Yeah, that's right. We'll come back to it. Yeah. That's all right. That's okay. <laughs> I know. So I take a left turn. That's okay. Um, let's see. What else can I ask you? Um, thinking about uh, other places around town, restaurants or um, shops like that, do you have any dishes or meals or drinks you've had recently that you think people should know about? Um, let's see. Well... I go, I do, I eat a lot of brunch. Mm -hmm. Brunch is like my favorite thing yeah. to do on the weekend. <laughs> yeah. Um, I go to Vista Ramen mm -hmm. a lot. Have you had their brunch burger? We haven't been for brunch yet. Okay. So you should you go should, for dinner. You should go for their brunch. Uh -huh. It's a small enough menu that if you go there enough, you can have like everything on there. <laughs> yeah. Um, Pro tip. Their, uh, I just had their brunch burger over the weekend and I've had it several times mm. I try to eat light during the week mm -hmm. and then I'll like have that <laughs> um it's just really really good what's, yeah. what's in it what's, what is it I mean it's just like a really indulgent burger it's I think it has American cheese on it uh they make this really tasty bun um it's like uh fish sauce pickles on it mm. and some mm. kind of really tasty aioli mm. and shredded lettuce Super simple. Yeah. Just a really good burger. They have these really tasty um, matcha pancakes Ooh. with mm. blackberries and nice. condensed milk. Uh, it's hard to go wrong, but yeah. I go there a lot. Yeah. Cool. And when, we, uh, when Josh Charles was working at Elements, one time he went there and he made us this sort of like, almost like an egg McMuffin, so it was a bao bun. Uh huh. And it has really mm -hmm. awesome like uh, sausage on it, like some uh, cheese and some really perfectly that. cooked egg, and just like. This is a delightful, melty, sort of squishy, you know, delight. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really good. That was good. 
I never met a breakfast sandwich that I didn't love. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Mm. Brunch is becoming a big thing, it seems, in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. That's that's good. Mm-hmm. I, I can dig it. Yeah. Um, what else? Anything else or next question? Yeah, I'm still trying to think if I have any hobbies that you wouldn't you wouldn't expect. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge closet Dolly Parton fan. I don't know if it's even closet. Yeah. Um, I love her. I don't know. I'll show you my bag. I started this pin collection. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, cool. A Dolly Parton pin there. Ooh. I just love her so much. I like all of those. Um, I like the ice cream cone. Yeah. That, Do you have the unicorn horn? Yeah, um, you, are you familiar with Daily Di- Daily Disco? Yes. Uh huh. So yeah, yeah. Abby Ellerman designed this custom oh, for cool. our event that we did, nice. um, our charity event that we did last month called yeah. Scoop and Gather. She right. designed that. Awesome. Uh, she d- also designed the Dolly Parton pin. Nice. Cool. Uh, yeah, I love Dolly Parton. Um, have you ever seen her? I have seen her. Yeah. I've been to Dollywood more times than I can count. Because <laughs> when you grow up in North Carolina, it's mm-hmm. like maybe two hours away. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a lot of Dolly Parton facts and trivia. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Okay. That's, yeah. No, I like it. That, that's perfect. That's, that's exactly it. You got, you got a favorite song? Or a couple? Um, <laughs> I mean, I hate to be cliche, but like nine to five yeah. just... And if you hear, if you if you know the story about how it came to be, mm-hmm. it's just really cool. Like, mm-hmm. um, they were filming the movie, mm-hmm. and I don't know if the movie, I guess the movie had a name, and the movie it was called Nine to Five, mm-hmm. and so they're filming it, and like, I guess Dolly goes home one night and like writes a song, and comes back the next day, and she tells Jane Fonda about it. And, you know, Dolly always has these, like, really long nails. So she's doing this thing, and she's doing the beat of the song with her nails. And she sings the song for Jane Fonda. Yeah. And, uh, and, and then J- that's when Jane Fonda realizes that, the, that they're participating in a movement. Mm-hmm. And that the movement has a song. Mm. Cool. Yeah. I actually did not know that story. Yeah. yeah. So thank you for telling that. Yeah. I like, the, I like the story about Jolene a lot too. Supposedly she met some uh, young girl who had like really beautiful red hair, like striking green eyes or something. Uh huh. Just that uh, someday it's gonna be a woman who's gonna steal someone's man or something yep. like that. And just made a song out about it. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and I can't remember which two songs. I think it's "I Will Always Love You" and one other song she wrote in the same night, mm. which is crazy to me because if you mm. think about like how popular. I will always love you. Yeah, has become. Mm-hmm. It may have been Jolene. I can't remember. Huh. <clears throat> I remember it was written on the back of a dry cleaning receipt because they have like mm. replicas of all of that stuff at Dollywood. <laughs> you can go mm. through the museums. Uh, mm. Very cool. Yeah, <laughs> that's a great answer. I love it. Cool. Um, Matthew, is there anything else that you, we wanted to talk about that I didn't ask? I think at all. <laughs> you know. I think we covered a lot of stuff. All right. Cool. You got me to talk a lot, which I normally don't do. I was like, oh yes. gosh, how are we gonna <laughs> fill in this much time? Because mm. the last time I did, I did a radio interview when we were promoting Scoop and Gather last month, mm-hmm. and it was just the most uncomfortable experience. Mm. And it was me by myself, and it was just 
bizarre. Mm-hmm. And so this was totally not like that at all. Oh, good. It probably helps that there were burnt toast, gelato, yeah. grape soda. You know, that's floats. that's my idea. Yeah, something to do with our hands. <laughs> yeah. that, that was totally my idea about all these things. Cool. Yeah. Um, probably a totally different uh, kind of atmosphere than one of the shows. They're like, they're oh, like, yeah. like oh, hey! Yeah. Or, like, <laughs> noise buttons. And yeah. Was it was a show like that or is it more... It was... Um, I mean, I've done those kinds. <laughs> I, I did... Uh, WGN has a a radio show in Chicago. Mm-hmm. I did that one. I've done some radio stuff. I've done a lot of like local TV spots. Mm-hmm. And this was just like, it was just different. Yeah. Mm. It was, it was just very different. I yeah. don't know how else to explain it. Mm. It just wasn't what I was expecting. Mm-hmm. It was like community radio. Oh, oh okay. yeah. Okay. Huh. I, I know the type. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Matthew, tell people uh, if they want to find you in person and online, where where can they find you? Um, well, online you can definitely find me on Instagram. Please do. I'm on a mission to gain followers, like everybody else, I guess. But um, so go follow him. Follow me, Matthew Sweet. It's Matthew One T Sweet, not to be confused with Matthew Sweet, the singer from mm-hmm. Your the early nineties, <laughs> who every once in a while people. Like, I got tagged in a post the other day. It was, nice. it was when I was in Chicago for nice. Pitchfork. Uh-huh. And uh, so I was going to lots of shows and stuff. And somebody tagged me at a show that was at City Winery. Mm-hmm. And I was like, huh, I wonder why I'm getting tagged at this. Because mm-hmm. that's not one of the shows I went to. And then I realized mm-hmm. that it was the musician Matthew Sweet that was there. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, but I mean, like, I knew of Matthew Sweet when I did That Is My Name, but mm-hmm. um, it's just, I did it because of the familiarity mm-hmm. and, like, mm-hmm. people used to call me Matthew Sweet because mm-hmm. of him, and then it just kind of made sense for an Instagram name that was easy to remember. For your career. Yeah. And you mostly post post your work. I do. It's pretty much exclusively dessert stuff Mm -hmm. that I do. Maybe it's all stuff that I've done. Mm -hmm. I can't think of anything that I didn't do that's on there. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, that's where to find me um, on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And then in person, um, you can have my desserts at uh, Taste Bar in the Central West (laughs) End. And I do gelato at uh, Pasteria. Mm-hmm. So you can have those flavors there. Mm-hmm. I have a commissary kitchen off-site, so I'm not in the I see the restaurants day in day out. Mm-hmm. But you'll occasionally see me stopping in. Gotcha. Cool. Yeah. So you, I guess you're leaving in like next four to six weeks or so. Yeah. Are they gonna keep your recipes? Are they going to? Yeah. Well, so one? the um, the gelato here has always been my recipe. Mm-hmm. So that'll stay the same. Um, and then I think that the desserts that taste are going to, they'll stay somewhat the same. Mm-hmm. They're definitely going to have all the same the same recipes. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like people, you know, during the past little while that I've been doing those desserts, people have come to expect 
that kind of thing that they can get there. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to see that continue. Cool. So Very good. Yeah. Cool. And then my last question for you before we sign off, do you have any asks or requests or recommendation for the folks listening to us? Anything at all? Doesn't have to be related to your work. Um, like what? Like what do you... Like recommendations for... Or anything that you just want people to do. Like eat more kale. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think a lot of times people are intimidated to, to make desserts and and bake at home, but more people should bake at home. Just do things that aren't super hard and, and just have fun with it because, like I said before, like perfection is like not the goal whatever you make is going to be better than what you could buy at the store so Mm. make tasty things i like it good answer (laughs) oh well matthew thanks for taking the time thanks for for coming it was really nice to meet you thanks for chatting thank you thank you for your purple cows yeah they're delicious hey guys thanks so much for listening if you haven't already Would you consider giving this podcast a rating and review on Apple Podcasts? It would be really helpful to us to help get the word out about what we're doing. If you would like to help underwrite our show by becoming a We Eat Stuff patron, visit patreon.com slash we eat stuff to check out all the packages we're offering and choose a level of giving that's right for you. Your support helps us so much, and we'd like to hear from you if there are other rewards you'd like to see. Please join us next week for another podcast. But in the meantime, go out there and eat stuff. Bye, guys.